Welcome to Keek's Cast, the podcast with discussions of practical theology that seek to offer God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I'm your host, Keegan Richardson, and it is Tuesday afternoon. It is day two of us continuing our series, our theme of God's omnipotence, the truth that God is all-powerful that he has absolute authority in heaven and on earth, that he created all things, that he has power over darkness and evil forces, he has power over death and sin. And today we are continuing that discussion. And we are just one chapter over from where we were yesterday. Yesterday we were in Genesis chapter 17. And today we are in Genesis chapter 18, specifically verse 14, but we're going to start reading in verse number 9. And the narrative is still maintaining the same storyline that we were in uh, yesterday in chapter 17. But let's go ahead and read in verse number 9. So it says this, They said to him, uh, the three men that come to visit uh, Abraham, or yeah, Abraham, and it says this, They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. So it is really similar of what we found uh, yesterday in chapter 17 that the Lord is continuing his covenant with Abraham and he is promising the fulfillment of that covenant throughout uh, the offspring of Abraham, starting with Abraham's first son. And if you are familiar with the biblical narrative, we know that to be Isaac. Well, in a very similar way in chapter 17, where the Lord is declaring, I am God Almighty, And then basically says, what I am saying will be brought to fruition is exactly what he's saying in chapter 18 again. But this time we get more of Sarah's reaction to this um, communication that God has laid out for Abraham. Uh, And I was reading the CSB before this. What I just read is the ESV and the ESV puts our daily reading as is anything impossible for the Lord? the ESV, of course, says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And of course, the rhetorical question, the obvious answer is no. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. Why? Because like our theme is, he is all powerful and he is all um, mighty. But I want to focus on um, the application of our daily reading today and talk about how this plays out within the Christian life and how this plays out um, in in everyday situations and everyday problems and even everyday victories and, and great things that happen as well. 
With Sarah's response to what's going on in chapter 18, it is good to see how similar it is to how we respond to God. And it points to the fact that most times it is not simply that we forget that our God is how powerful, that our God is all powerful, but rather it's more of just a very real sense of unbelief. It is not that Sarah was caught off guard that God could bring this about, but she did not believe him because she only understood her lack of power, not the truth of God's all power. And we see this plays out as she asks herself and she even laughs at the truth of God and says, "How this can't happen. I am too old. Abraham is too old. This cannot take place according to human standards. And she has already seen how God has been faithful to their family and how God has been faithful to Abraham specifically. And it is so similar to how we react in everyday life. And of course, nothing is impossible for him because he possesses all power and authority. And anyone else who has power and authority has that power and authority because God has allowed them to have that power and authority or has given them explicitly that power and authority. So even in our own powerlessness, we not only forget the power of God, but we even do not believe in the almighty power of God. Even after time and time again, he has been faithful to us. And I know for myself, I can think of multiple things within the past few months that I have prayed for explicitly. I've played, prayed for over and over and over again. And then when those things are brought about, I immediately forget to praise God for those things taking place. So there's an aspect of gratitude in the midst of not believing in God's all-powerfulness. And in prayer, that's exactly the opposite of what we're doing. In prayer, we are submitting ourselves before the authority and power of God, trusting that He has the capability to bring about what we are requesting and what we in our own minds, feel like we need to see happen. And in some cases, we truly do need those things to happen. So when we forget the faithfulness of God, it can lead to the unbelief of the all-powerfulness of God. And in my own life, this results in often uh, a lack of gratitude, which is a very dangerous place to be. So today's episode is going to be super brief and short because it's so similar to yesterday's episode. But yesterday's episode, we talked about how God can bring something out of nothing and how God can overcome death to create life. So how God is promising Sarah and Abraham that they will have a son and his response is, is anything too hard for me? Is anything impossible for the Lord? Well, of course not. So in a very uh, applicable way, an encouraging way, Nothing is impossible for God, which includes salvation. And in a very real sense, salvation encompasses both God creating something out of nothing, God creating a new thing out of an old thing, a new creation, and also God creating life because he has overcome death. And we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And God, through Christ, overcomes those and creates a new creation out of nothing. But 
as we close today, I want to talk about something that I can get caught in really easily. When I notice myself forgetting the faithfulness and omnipotence of God, when I see myself and realize that I am even caught in unbelief of the omnipotence and faithfulness of God, the most encouraging thing that I can do for myself and that I truly believe this applies to all believers is not to encourage yourself by telling yourself that you will do better next time or that you will uh, make resolutions to remember the faithfulness of God always or to never forget or to never not believe in God's omnipotence. But rather, the most comforting, the most encouraging, and the place of truth is actually not found within ourselves. It's actually found in the character and word of God. So, as we close today, I want to read one of my favorite passages of Scripture that encompasses more of the faithfulness of God, but it also encompasses His power as well. Um, and it's found in Second Timothy chapter 2, specifically verse 13. And I'm going to go ahead and read 11 through 13. So Paul is writing to Timothy. And throughout First and Second Timothy, Paul likes to use this phrase, this saying is trustworthy. And in verse number 11, he says that phrase, but then he kind of writes this sort of poem. And if you notice in your Bible, it's probably written differently than the other paragraphs of this book. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. So he says, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. And then verse 13 is what I want us to focus on. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So in terms of encouragement, in terms of practicality, in terms of your failings as a Christian or as a human being in general, if you've failed to love your brother and sister, if you have failed to love God, and you can see that some way explicitly, a huge comfort is that even when you are faithless, even when you are powerless, God remains exactly who he is. He doesn't change. He doesn't waver. He doesn't change based on your emotions or your successes and failures. Rather, he remains steady. His baseline never changes because he is unchangeable. He remains faithful. And yes, he even remains all powerful in the midst of our unfaithfulness and our weakness. So I hope that is encouraging for you today. This is the end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. I'm your host, Keegan Richardson, and we will see you back here soon. Later. Later.